0: Of issues. What we see here is a clear violation of one, the right to privacy of Tiwonge and uh, Stephen.
1: The position of Greenpeace is that it's been a disappointing meeting.
2: Well, good morning. Thank you for joining us right here on Channel Africa. Uh, right here on African Dialogue from Monday to Thursday, we bring in experts to look at the big subject matters on the African continent. Remember, you're listening to us on the shortwave frequency 9625 kilohertz on the 31 meter band to southern Africa. We're on Channel 802 on the audio bouquet. Hey, don't forget, don't forget that you can also stream us live on www.channelafrica.co.za. Well, last week, week, uh, the Zimbabwean president Robert Mugabe called for his country to see the return of the death penalty which is part of the statute book in the country. Speaking at the burial of a veteran who fought for independence in the country, Mugabe said that this should be done as people were killing each other in Zimbabwe and because he wants a peaceful and happy nation. President Robert Mugabe calls for the return of the death penalty after more than 50 people applied for the vacant position of hangman. Well, that's an interesting case of what's happening in Zimbabwe. But today we're going to look at a generic discussion on uh, whether the death penalty is actually a Ac- good uh, measure? Is it actually a deterrent to crime? And those are the kind of factors we want to look at uh, in this conversation. Well, on the line, we're already joined by uh, the Institute of International, rather the Institute of Race Relations, rather, a policy fellow. Let me say that again. Institute of Race Relations Policy Fellow, John Kane Berman, who's on the line, the Executive Director of the Institute for Justice and Reconciliation. Uh, Stan Hankerman is also on the line. Well, I want them to pause and just to listen to this a uh, conversation my colleague had ayanda amkwanazi who was speaking uh, to the professor christian uh, bezaden or uh, from the department of social work and criminology at the university of pretoria they started the conversation from a, a criminal perspective uh, from a scientific view in that regard in terms of uh, is this a way forward in terms of uh, uh, really dealing with crime? And also, uh, what do people have to say? And how do you actually facilitate it in terms of uh, the population once? And it was a very interesting conversation they had. Let's hear how it went.
1: Once you've put someone to death, um, and let's say new evidence comes to the fore, and this has happened now in some of the countries where a person is proven to be not guilty, and you've taken that life, it's irrevocable, you cannot change that around. So that person has lost their life. Another thing with a death penalty, which death penalty will you decide on? In other words, which type would, uh, will it be hanging? Will it be lethal injection? Will it be the electric chair? Um, will it be firing squad? So you have to decide on which uh, type of death penalty you're implementing. And then all of them on again have their own little drawbacks because that's why in South Africa in the past when we had the death penalty the judge would say uh, would say and, and and the judgment will be you will hang until you dead 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 meaning that in some cases the person do not die immediately with a hanging, so it's a bit in your main if you say that you've got uh, you, you're a, you're a f- uh, developed country and there's a, some moral fibre and you want to do the right thing and that's human rights and Ubuntu and all those things. Uh, when you when you look at that type of death penalty, some people will hang there, and they will actually. Um, throttle and, and, and die because of inoxia, that means mm-hmm. without oxygen because neck doesn't break and they actually hang there until they dead, they're dead and then you must get a district surgeon to come in, check whether they're dead, you know that's traumatic in itself um, Some in some cases the, the body uh, relax and the body fluids will go and I'm talking uh, uh, you know in mm-hmm. both cases a urine and excreta and then in another situation with females. If you put females to death, you know, you also get the female parts uh, from the females that, you know, sometimes there's an issue with that, with the hanging, because they drop from quite a distance uh, with the hanging. And then obviously you've got a warden that must come and clean up the mess afterwards. Mm-hmm. That causes post-traumatic stress on those individuals. Um, obviously you might get someone that say, I volunteer to do these things, but I think in the long run that can cause post-traumatic stress and other problems. Uh, Lethal injection, some people have a bit of a um, negative reaction to it. They, they've built up uh, you know, a resistance and, and, and it doesn't work. And they lie there for a while and they must inject them again. Sometimes there's problems with the electric chair. They don't die immediately now. To put the argument for the death penalty, one must look at the types of crimes that you will use the death penalty for. For example, let's say uh, rape and murder of a 10-year-old little girl. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: that offended society and the parents. I'm a parent as well. I will immediately say, hang, kill. Uh, I have got a big issue with what you've done. You know, people will put forward and say, that person has taken a life, so... His life must be taken. It's, it comes from the old lex talionis uh, principle, meaning an eye for an eye. Um, you've done this to me. Now we will do that to you. Society will rectify the problem that you have caused. You know, if you look at the, the pros of death penalty, I, I think people will say that um, there's closure for the victims of the family who suffered so much. People might say, whoa, I'm not going to do this because I might lose my life. That's why you implement the death penalty as a, as a, as a severe deterrent to society. And remember that the, the legal uh, machinery has a human factor in it. So all judges do not judge exactly the same one and i have seen it many times you know like in a love triangle one judge will say okay for the murder of the cup you know the 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 cheating wife and the, you know and the lover we give you 10 years because there is mitigating circumstances. Other guys will say, hey, you murdered, we're giving you 18 years, or Mm -hmm. whatever the case, or the minimum sentence, which we have in South Africa, 25 years in life. In some countries, if you think of our neighboring country, Botswana,
2: um,
1: I think it's being utilized effectively, and people fear the system um, in some way. If you look at the crime figures, they do have their crime rates, but I think it's more manageable than, for example, South Africa. So Mm -hmm. one must then ask, and then if you look at the Emirates, the United Emirates and those countries where you do have death penalties one must go and delve a bit deeper and say why is it is it it a deterrent why are people not necessarily committing crime will it be effective or is it a good option for Zimbabwe look I'm not a prophet with regard to these things however one must consider a lot of factors on why would you implement uh, uh, let's say a a western punishment colonized punishment in, in a country that's vehemently opposing this type of approach. You know, one would question why would it suddenly be okay to implement the death penalty. Other factors in Zimbabwe, the economy is on the ground. There's nothing left. Uh, They actually don't have their own uh, monetary system. You know, they're using banknotes and and, uh, 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 coins of the the American system. You know, they've got American dollar. Mm -hmm. That's the only monetary value. There's extreme poverty. You can only draw that much money per month. Or per week, uh, you know, the fuel issue, the, the 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 food shortage, the job opportunity shortage. There's there's huge issues uh, in the country. So one might ask: Is it suddenly that the people change? Why is the murder rate up suddenly? Or are there circumstantial factors that one and variables that one needs to add to this calculation before you make that decision?
2: Well, that's the voice of uh, Professor Christian Peseda notes from the Department of uh, Social Work and Criminology at uh, the University of Pretoria, speaking there uh, to my colleague and my uh, producer there, uh, Ayanda, uh, really around the moral obligations and also how it actually works on the ground. But let's come back to our guests who are joining us on the line. We've got uh, from the Institute of Race Relations, John Kane Berman, and also Uh, We have uh, the executive director at the Institute for Justice and Reconciliation, uh, Stan Hankerman. Now, I want to start with you, um, uh, John, because I think it's interesting that uh, the IRR released a very interesting report last year titled Capital Punishment in South Africa was Abolition, the Right Decision. Uh, This report, can you really elaborate on what it was all about, because it really opened uh, uh, the discussion once again in South Africa whether to consider the death penalty or not.
3: Well, the report didn't actually open the discussion because although it raised the question of whether there should be a return to the death penalty, there was very little response that we should reinstate capital punishment, and I think that's quite significant.
2: So tell me a little bit about just some of the factors that were uh, brought into by this particular report, because it did kind of circulate in the media. I know that from a policy perspective, it might have not captured the imagination of policymakers, but definitely it was part of a discussion from a media perspective. Can you highlight the major points that was highlighted in this report?
3: well there were a number of them the first was that when the constitutional court in the decision of state versus makonyani in uh, 1995 considered the matter even the counsel senior counsel the attorney general as he was then arguing for the reinstatement of the death penalty admitted that there was no proof from any country around the world that it had the claimed deterrent effect and That was the court's own conclusion after looking at a vast number of studies in the UK, in the US, in all sorts of other countries. There was no proof that the death penalty had a deterrent effect. That was the first consideration. The second point that was made by the Chief Justice, but with a number of other judges concurring, was that the real problem in South Africa was not the nature of punishment, but the inability of the police to apprehend violent criminals, the inefficiency of the forensic and prosecution services in bringing people to trial and securing convictions. So the argument arising from that was that people contemplating murder or other capital offenses can go ahead and do so knowing that the likelihood of being apprehended was very low and the likelihood of being punished in any shape or form even lower. So that the conclusion was catch criminals rather than focus on the question of what sort of punishment they should be given. The third question, and to me it is by far the most important, is the great risk, of putting to death an innocent person. And the report which I wrote quoted a number of uh, examples in Australia, the US, the UK, Taiwan, Ireland, China, and various other countries where subsequent to a person having been put to death, that person had been found to be innocent. In the US, for example, it is known that at least 25 people were wrongly executed Mm. and subsequently found to be innocent since 1900. And the risk, the risk of putting an innocent person to death cannot be excluded. And for my way of thinking, Mm. that is an absolutely overriding consideration for maintaining abolition permanently.
2: Hmm. Well, let me come to you, um, uh, Mr. Stan Hankerman, because I'm interested in the dynamic of the fact that uh, more and more when you look at the high crime statistics in a country such as South Africa, where we are all located on the African continent, The fact that every time you sit around a braai or you're in a dining table, every time we speak about crime, there's always those murmurs like, maybe we should reinstate the death penalty. Why not? Maybe this could be a deterrent. Uh, And uh, when you look at other countries on the African continent, it seems like it's a norm. I mean, uh, 38 uh, uh, of the 54 states of the African Union have retained the death penalty. Just looking at the SADC region, our immediate neighbors, Lesotho, Swaziland. Zimbabwe and Botswana all have death penalties and at least two of them Botswana and Zimbabwe replied vigorously Uh, I know that Zimbabwe hasn't done so in the last uh, few years but uh, the point in case is that uh, uh, when we look at Botswana we see low crime rates in the country and a lot of people uh, in the country uh, attribute that uh, to uh, the death penalty
0: Yeah, look, it's quite a mouthful that you've said. Yeah, but but I think it's important to 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 understand that, wh- you know, um, I can understand why people make the link between the high crime rates and and you know the fact that um, maybe the death penalty could could be a deterrent, but I, I have to agree with with what John has, has shared from from the report um, that it you know it is not a deterrent. There has been no, um, you know, the jury is still out after all these years whether it is actually a deterrent, and particularly um, the point about, um, uh, uh, you know, the, the systemic failures in our country. I think if you compare countries, you have to bear in mind the, historic, the historical differences so, between those countries. And, and so to say that Botswana's crime level is low compared to ours, Um, you know on the surface you you you're right but if you look at 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 our history um, then 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 the comparison becomes less apparent and less less simple and 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 I think um, the the issue of systemic failures is a massive massive problem in this country Mm. and 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 that is the one thing that that you know, gives people a sense that we need something drastic. But is that is the death penalty going to to deal with the systemic failures of our of our society? And my answer is a definite no. You know, and 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 in fact, if we bring back the death penalty in South Africa, you're actually going to exacerbate the problems because then it's easy for for uh, law enforcement to. People to to try and bring as many people uh, uh, to book and we use the word book in inverted commerce, um, and and that person gets a death penalty, which then opens up the last point that that, that John made about the risk of, of of innocent people being killed, and so um, you know. It is a fact in this country that policing is really, really poor, and and you know, mm. investigative ability of the policing, you know, is probably one of our biggest stumbling blocks here. Mm. And 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 when you do get people who who who, who are apprehended, mm. you know, even before they get to court, you know, there is the possibility of dockets going missing, and so so again, it speaks to, to deep systemic problems in our country. Um, and and if it if it does get to prosecution, uh, we also have to be honest and say that sometimes our, pros, you know, uh, the prosecution is done in such a poor and haphazard fashion that that you mm. know it leaves the judge or the magistrate with 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 no option but to 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 to, to um, find the person not guilty. Um, and then maybe one more thing on that, you know. Uh, in terms of the systemic issues, you know, uh, imprisonment is, is, is something that is also controversial within our society. And um, you often hear people saying, you yeah, those guys go to prison, it's five-star treatment, they get three meals a day. And, and you know, <laughs> it, is, it is a sad indictment on any society if it is better to be in prison to be out of prison and if you are poor and completely marginalized it actually is better to be in prison because you get three square meals a day and so on. and so and so the system you know one must not confuse the death penalty with you know with uh, um, being a, 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 a panacea and, and or, or a solution to our deep systemic
2: problems well um, yeah we'll come to that uh, we need to take a quick one uh, that is uh, the voice there of Stan Hankerman who is the executive director at the Institute for Justice and Reconciliation also have on the line uh, uh, the Institute of Race Relations uh, Policy Fellow uh, John Kane Berman let's take a quick one it's 1125 Central African Time we'll be back after that uh, something that was brought forward by uh, Stan Hankerman is uh, Uh, the historical context in South Africa. We know because of the history of South Africa how innocent people were put on the death penalty uh, because they were deemed as communists and because they were standing against the apartheid regime. Does that actually factor in some of the reasons and the moral conversations around uh, uh, this issue of the death penalty? We'll deal with those uh, issues after this break. Hello and welcome to Channel
0: Africa, the African Perspective. We broadcast from Johannesburg in South Africa and our main aim is to provide you with news, views, knowledge and entertainment from Africa to Africans and listeners from around the world. Reporting for Channel Africa in Harare, Zimbabwe, this is Simon Muchemwa.
2: Reporting for Channel Africa, I am Diana Wanyonye in Mombasa. For Channel Africa, I am Kumbra Munjore in Johannesburg. Channel Africa Kinshasa, Jean-Noël Bamweze. Reporting for Channel Africa from Zambia, I am Hilda Kekelo. Channel Africa,
0: bringing you the African perspective.
2: Thank you for joining us right here on African Dialogue from Monday to Thursday where we bring you the big conversations taking place on the African continent. Uh, We're speaking about the death penalty because last week uh, the Zimbabwean uh, President Robert Mugabe called for the country to see the return of the death penalty which is part of the statute book in the country and this came about after more than 50 people applied for the vacant position of the hangman in the country. Well, we're not really focusing in Zimbabwe. We're having a generic conversation on this particular issue. Uh, but let me come to, to you, Stan, in terms of that issue that you highlighted uh, before we went into the break, the, the historical context of South Africa in terms of the innocent people, the many, many people who've been put on death row by the apartheid regime, making the death penalty a no, no place to go. Do you think this was a new um, moral obligation that uh, uh, the new dispensation of South Africa imposed upon the itself due to this history. Um,
0: I would say partly that um, the abolition of the death penalty was something that was that was actually. Um, In fact, it was suspended even before 1994. So, so, so the idea of the death penalty was already in question. Um, But, but you're absolutely right. You know um, that that the new in the new dispensation there was a very clear. Stance taken that, that the, uh, you know, we're not going to, to, to enforce the death penalty in this country. And, and you know, the, the danger with the death penalty is simply that it gives the state the right to, to, to kill. Mm. Um, and, and, uh, and if you think of, of what happened in the apartheid state, you know, it gave them the right to kill people who didn't agree with them. You know, and 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 you know, if you were found guilty of treason, you would be hanged, and and mm. um, not because you you murdered somebody, but simply because, simply because your are um, your views are different to that of the government, and, and that's, that's the big danger. That's what I see as a f- something to flag, even in Zimbabwe, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, why would uh, President Mugabe now call for it? Because, you know, I mean, did something significant happen? Were there yeah. an increase in murders? And that is exactly the problem with the death penalty when a state is given the the, the, the authority to kill people um and, and 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 then you know this i uh, just want to come back to this argument that sure. people have of an eye for an eye mm. um I, I you know I think we must be careful um that we, you know because people obviously invoke the old testament uh, you know when they when they mm. use that mm. phrase mm. An eye for an eye um and and you know but that's convenient mm. um because it suits a particular argument but The the same Bible in the New Testament actually has a very different take on it. You know, um, Jesus actually uses that, that phrase and he says, you've heard that it's, it, it, it said an eye for an eye but i tell you and then he he, he talks about a restorative justice mm, approach mm, rather mm. than a, a retributive and and i think that in a country like south africa where we have so many challenges and where people really feel under siege and let me say that even though i'm against the penalty, i can understand the desperation that people have when when they feel that nothing is being done mm. to come back rampant crime, but we must you know we must be careful not to to get emotional and get sidetracked and make big decisions um, that that has really very little to do with with the death penalty, but rather, an attempt to to see crime being being uh, brought uh, into you know um, into line or whatever
2: well we've got i think uh, john back on the line i think we lost him briefly there uh, john we were talking about uh, the death penalty and its complexity in a country south as, such as south africa due to the fact that the death penalty was also utilized uh, to fight or to kill those who were, uh, anti the apartheid regime and uh, Uh, What was interesting of what Stan was uh, responding to was saying, well, the the death penalty was actually removed even before 1994 itself. And uh, it's interesting that the context is even beyond even uh, the the historical imperatives of the, the apartheid regime. But what are your thoughts when it comes to that issue?
3: Well, the death penalty was uh, subjected in 1989 by the then state president, Estia de Klerk, to a moratorium, and that moratorium turned into a permanent abolition by the decision of the Constitutional Court in 1995. And as I said earlier, I don't think there's a case for restoring it. I think uh, it's entirely legitimate that people should want to seek an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth to exact retribution. I have no problem with that. But there are other problems. The one is the risk of putting an innocent person to death. And we've had a number of recent reports in newspapers of people who've been sentenced to lengthy terms of imprisonment. Mm. In in one case, a man served more than 11 years in prison, Mm before he was released after being found to be innocent. Hmm. Now, he spent 11 years of his life in jail for a crime, supposedly killing a policeman he didn't commit. But at least when the error was discovered, he was able to be released. Just imagine if the man had been put to death. You can't run that risk, and in my view, that is the overriding consideration for the abolition of the death penalty. The second argument that one must bear in mind is that in practice, the death penalty is likely to be more likely to be imposed on poor people than on wealthier people. Poor people cannot afford the kind of defence uh, mm-hmm. with private detectives sure. and forensic experts of people like Oscar Pretorius, or this man on trial in Cape Town, von Dada. They cannot afford that. They rely on pro deo counsel, very often. It's inexperienced lawyers trying their first case. They don't have the experience and the expertise that a wealthier person could hire. So in practice, the death penalty is likely to be discriminatory against the poorer people in our society. And that is completely morally unacceptable, never mind being a violation of the principle of equality before the law.
2: Well is it dangerous John with that said and looking at those factors, uh, just putting them aside a little bit because there is a public view that holds firmly to the idea of uh, retribution would it be dangerous if a country for instead held a referendum to assess the public opinion in this regard?
3: I think there's a risk in a referendum that it would be swayed by populist and Point scoring rhetoric, that's the kind of thing that happens very often in public debates about this kind of issue. Mm. People would be swayed by feelings of emotion, legitimate desperation at the, the seeming inability of the police to combat crime and the criminal justice system to put people behind bars. When one's talking about sentencing, one needs sober assessment of the evidence looking at international experience, looking at what the Constitutional says, looking at pro and con arguments by lawyers and experts on both sides, you are far more likely to get a rational and just and fair decision in the sober sanctuary of a courtroom than in a referendum. And although I believe fervently in democracy, I do not believe that the decision on whether or not South Africa should reinstate hanging is a matter for decision in a referendum.
2: Stan, Stan your thoughts on this uh, referendum issue?
0: Fully agreed. I fully agree. I, I, I think this is, you know, and, and we also have examples of where uh, referendums, you know, uh, uh, produce the kind of outcomes that were emotional and only afterwards people realize you know that that it's not as straightforward as they thought. You know, Brexit is one example of you know people making emotional decisions, um, and and now there are mm-hmm. so many problems associated with it. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with with John. You know, uh, democracy doesn't mean that um, you know you you have to allow emotional decisions to be taken by people and i think that that um what we really need to work on is for people's confidence in the systems that that be uh restored and 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 that the trust in uh, that people's trust in the criminal justice system in policing um you know in the courts that that should be restored, um, and, and and I'm just afraid that if we have a referendum, people will vote on the basis of, you know, the narrative that criminals get away, literally with murder, and I don't think that's the right uh, uh, reason to make a decision like that. So so I agree with John that that uh, you know it's it's one of those things where I would I would say it's going to be counterproductive to have a referendum.
2: Well let's wrap up this uh, conversation we have a few minutes left Uh, there are those who argue what you have actually put to the table uh, Stan very passionately uh, your belief in restorative uh, justice saying that it's not doing enough in uh, uh, reducing uh, the crimes that we're seeing you highlighted earlier the fact that yes the system is failing us itself and some others would say maybe that's the main reason because uh, the system that are in place in the policing uh, in the country are not effective enough to actually decrease uh, the crimes that we are seeing. How would you counter that kind of argument against uh, restorative uh, justice?
0: Look, I I think that, um, you know, one can understand that in the climate we find ourselves in, um, that the appetite for, for restorative justice might not be as 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 high as as it would normally be in a society where things are fairly normal we live in an abnormal society and 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 people want abnormal responses to these things and so um and i think again to 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 to, to come back to something that john has said you know it, it has to be um a matter of say us sitting around a table and having yeah. a rational discussion so. about you know how do we deal with with um with the rampant crime in our country and 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 you know and the one of the reasons why why people do not take restorative justice seriously, is because they say that the recidivism is so high. People people uh, of, uh, offend again and again. Uh, but again, that's a societal problem. It's a systemic issue. You know, if somebody in Mannenberg uh, commits a crime on the Cape Flats, mm-hmm. um, you know, they go and serve their time and they go back, Mm. They go back to the same environment that sure. caused them to, to offend in the first place. Mm. And, and that is why I believe that, that you know, people are uh, understandably upset about the fact that, that, that criminals get away with it. But until we deal with our serious socioeconomic and systemic problems in this country, we are going to go around in circles and, and to kill somebody. Is, is not necessarily uh, a, a deterrent for the next person. Because mm. if the next person still believes that, that, you know, I can't get away with it, um, they will do it. And, and, and again, uh, my last point on this is simply that it's poor people who, who, who bear the brunt of, mm. this, of something like this. And so you, you go to the United States, see who other people are being executed, primarily black people. Um, you know and even elsewhere and and then so I, I I think that we we need a sober discussion about this and and and, and I think that that um, we just need to have more discussions like this mm, you know, mm. not just on your on your sure. channel everywhere so that people can hear other sides of the arguments as well
2: well uh, your final sentiments um, john i 'd like to hear what you have to say as we wrap it up.
3: Let's look at some figures. uh, Serious crime since 1994 is up by 5% in numbers. Arrests in the last 15 years are down by 1.6%. Convictions are down by 17%. The Constitutional Court in that death penalty case said, and it's absolutely true, that the real problem in South Africa is that most violent crime goes unpunished. We need to apprehend criminals put them through the courts, fair defense, proper prosecution, decent forensics, and if they're convicted after a fair trial, put them behind bars or otherwise punishment, or otherwise punishment, punish them. That means effective prosecution, effective policing, effective forensics. Let's get that right. Let's get that right. That is... By far the most important thing, not whether or not there is a death penalty, which, as I've said, we shouldn't have. It's a question Mm. of apprehending violent criminals, there are far too many among us, and putting them behind bars after fair trials. That's the nub of the Mm. issue.
2: Well, thank you, James, for giving us your time. We really appreciate it. It's been fantastic getting the different views uh, that have come from both of you, but complementing each other in terms of your agreement that you stand against the uh, death penalty. Thank you to uh, the Institute of Race Relations Policy fellow, John Kane Berman. A thank you to the Institute of Justice and Reconciliations Executive Director, Stan Hankeman, was joining us on the line. Thank you both uh, for giving us your time. We really appreciate appreciate it here on channel africa
0: thank you very much okay bye-bye
2: fantastic that takes us uh, to 11 42 uh, central african time let's get some music uh, before our business news uh, this is cuesta titled spirit we tole gas, some gay, 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 i yeah, the yeah. foodless Some gay, gay, 100, 100, 100. My city I think we signed him at table. Came in just too quickly there, but hey, we're not a music show, so we had to let that one go. It's Questa titled Spirit all the way from South Africa. Some kwato beats, fantastic sound there. Well, that's how we wrap up today's program. We'll be back tomorrow, eleven hundred hours of Central African time. Uh, thank you for joining us. Remember our social media Twitter handle at african dialogue at channel africa one it's the numeric one at channel africa one remember you can also find us on our website www.channelafrica.co.za you can go to a multimedia section and go to the african dialogue tab and you'll find our show there on our our podcasts uh, loaded on that remember it's www.channelafrica.co.za